welcome to Let's Parent on Purpose. This is a podcast for parents who are looking to thrive and not just survive these parenting years. My name is Jay Holland, and I'll be bringing with me the successes and failures of the last 20 years of student ministry, parenting, and foster parenting as we trust Jesus to work out our mistakes along the way and produce helpful human beings that will be a blessing to society. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for joining again today. Uh, I, today, I would like to talk about something that, in one sense, is really obvious, and in another sense, is something that's really easy to neglect. Uh, it's kind of like, I think, getting in shape. Everybody knows exactly what to do and how to get in shape, and uh, at least in my case, uh, there's always something more important than losing that last 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 40 pounds, whatever it is. And for me, sometimes the, mo- the the more important thing is, well, we still have ice cream in the fridge and it would just be a real shame to let that go to waste. So I'll finish off these next three gallons of ice cream and magic shell, and then I'll really get on eating healthy. Um, I know what to do. I know how to do it, but man, just getting into the rhythm and the habit of it is hard. So uh, again, today, what we're talking about is, is not rocket science. It's not... Um, some great mystery, but the but the putting it into practice really is, and that's prayer. And specifically, I want to talk today about big picture praying for your kids. Now, I have four kids, and they are all over the place in age. They're all over the place in health. They're all over the place in emotions. And given that, I tell you what, just praying for the day can consume so much of 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 time, you know, it, because it's what's happening today that I'm most desperate for God to help with. And those things are important, especially to my anxiety, my, my wife's emotional well-being. Lord, we, we desperately need you today. And so, um, you know, that's good and it's, and it's helpful, but I think sometimes what happens is we get so focused on the needs of today that we sometimes miss the bigger picture things that we really hope and desire for our kids. Uh, for instance, I want my I want my daughter to be really good. I've got a I've got a younger daughter who's special needs and she's got a lot of challenges, and so that means that we can all have challenges depending on what she feels like when she gets out of bed in the morning. And so I have, you know, a lot of my prayer time and energy. In, in begging and pleading with God is consumed in, Lord, just let her be in a good mood today. Lord, let her think rationally and stable. And Lord, I pray that she's not screaming when she wakes up in the morning. And I'll admit, these are not things that I ever anticipated really having to pray about because I thought I was just such a good parent that I would never have to deal with these things, that I would just have such a good system or the force of my will or the, you know, just being in my house would fix all of these things. But sometimes you just got kids with challenges. And, you know, even beyond that, like even beyond having a special needs kid, I know that when I had one kid, I felt like a genius parenting wise. And when I had two kids, I felt okay. But then as I had three and we began to be outnumbered and you start to see the different combinations of personalities that can come out of your mix of DNA. Um, And then uh, uh, Jim Gaffigan is a comedian and he talks about uh, when they had their fourth kid and, and somebody asked, you know, what's it like to have a, a fourth child? And he said, well, imagine that you're drowning and then somebody hands you a baby. And that's pretty much it. And uh, man, I, I rolled for a long time because that felt pretty accurate in my life. All of that to say that when I'm praying, there are so many immediate needs 
that uh, sometimes that's that's all I get done. But in truth, there are some long-term, big-picture things that I really find actually more important in the scope of it. Because because ultimately, like, does it matter what my kid's behavior is today? Yes, it does. You know, does it matter if my kid gets better from the cold or, you know, the flu or whatever? Yeah, it does. But big picture, you know, if they're going to have a cold for three days versus five days, they're probably going to get over it. They're probably not going to die from it. Um, if they do good or they do poorly on this test, you know, they're probably not going to drop out of school because of whatever the particular grade of today is. Um, but what I wanted to do in my own personal life was get to a point where I was praying some bigger picture things for my kids, where the things that I, I felt most important about their life and character that I actually was spending time continually um, praying to God and asking these things of God. And, and let me just philosophically talk about that for a minute. Why do I need to pray to God and ask him over and over about these things? Well, I think there's a couple reasons. Number one is Jesus gives a parable of a widow who's seeking justice from a judge. And, the, and in this case, the judge isn't even a good judge. But because of her persistence, uh, the judge gives her justice. And so Jesus tells us, be persistent in your prayers. Continue to pray. Um, but, but he also says to do it without worry. If you take that in with, with Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells us that to not worry because our Father knows what we have need of. So we can just simply ask. Um, so part of it is not, I don't think that I'm going to bludgeon God into giving into my will by praying. But number one, Jesus tells me to be persistent and consistent in my prayers. The other side of that is the things that I pray about tend to be the things that I think about. And so if I can discipline and structure my prayers to think about bigger picture things, then I actually start to look in and address those and speak into those things in the lives of my kid. So how did I go from praying mostly about um, daily needs or short-term needs? And again, let me tell you, there's a lot of them. I got a kid in cancer treatment. Um, I've <laughs> just, I don't know. It feels like some days everybody in the house is special needs and they are because they're all special and they have needs. Um, but how did I go from that, from being consumed with the short-term to thinking about long-term stuff? And I'll just, I'm just going to share today my system and uh, maybe it's helpful for you. Um, if not, I just challenge you get a system because I really do think it, this just needs to become a habit. If, if your prayer time, as far as the big picture things in your kids' lives are left over to when you just randomly think about it, well, something is always going to be more pressing. Something's always going to be more important. So just real simply, uh, kind of a three-step process that helped me out. Number one is I set aside time to do it. I just put it into my schedule um, this prayer time. And, and in that schedule, um, I scheduled the way that I was going to pray to where I hit each kid. In my life, I have to do this early in the morning. And there's a couple reasons for that. Uh, number one is as our house got more and more crowded with more and more children, um, there's less and less time that I can claim as my own once kids start rolling out of bed. And the other part is I just found that it set me better for the day. Um, there's, there's nothing, you know, early in the morning when everybody else is asleep, nothing else takes my time hostage. Um, there's no other agenda in the day. And if I'm going to get up, I mean, cause I truthfully, I would just rather sleep in. So if I am, I'm going to get up, I want to be purposeful about getting up. Whereas if I 
if I wait to do something at the end of the day, sometimes I'm too spent. Sometimes my mind, I just can't keep it straight because I'm distracted. So I set aside time. And for me, the way that works is I get up. Um, I try to get up at least an hour before my kids get up. I, as soon as I get out of bed, um, basically get my shoes on and check what the temperature is outside. You know, today it's a blisteringly cold 55 degrees. I don't know. The rest of the country's in a blizzard. We're, we're not. Um, so I, but I'll maybe put on a sweatshirt, whatever, get on my shoes. And then I'll start walking through my neighborhood. And the reason I do this is because when I wake up first thing in the morning, I can't just stay awake. Um, if I wake up and go sit down to start trying to pray, I just start dozing, but it's hard for me to fall asleep while I'm walking. So I, uh, I kind of have a set route that I do in my neighborhood. And, uh, while I'm walking in the quiet and the darkness, there's nobody else to distract me. There's nobody else that has an agenda and attention. And it took some discipline. It took some habit to get into, but man, I found the time really rewarding. So number one was setting aside specific time to do this. Number two is I thought through a list for each of my kids, as well as my wife, actually, on this, um, and as well as myself. Actually, my list has kind of grown as I've gotten used to this time, and I realize all the different things that I can manage to pray for just in the walk from my house to the front of my neighborhood and back. So I sat and I thought through a list for each of my kids. Some of the things are the same, and some of them are different. Like, for instance, for my boys... Um, I pray for each of them that God would make them strong and that they would use their strength to take care of others. Um, I want them to know that they're strong and I want them to know that that comes from God and I want them to know what to do with it. Um, And let me tell you, because I pray this, I also, it reminds me to speak about this into their lives. For my girls, I pray that God would make them graceful so that, that they would be able to use that grace to heal others. And uh, I, you know, I think I've done whole podcast on this already, as far as definitions of manhood and womanhood. And so I'm praying that I'm praying that they would be godly men and godly women, so that my girls would be graceful and that they would use their grace to heal others. Um, for each one of my kids in the rotation, I pray for their future spouse. I um, sometimes when when that prayer request comes up, I I pray specifically for that person just because I. I kind of assume that most of their spouses would be alive by now. My youngest is five, so and and she's a girl, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll get super young spouses that aren't born yet. But I assume that those people are alive, and so I pray for their moms and dads. I pray for the things that are shaping their life. I pray that Jesus would enter their spouse's life early and begin to mold and shape them to um, to be the kind of husband or be the kind of wife that would point my children to Jesus and that they could work together um, to just be a real blessing in the world. Sometimes when I see that prayer request, it just makes me think of certain character issues in my kids and how that needs to be prayed through for the Lord to fix before they ever become a husband or wife. So just having that pray for, you know, pray for Micah's future spouse, that that sparks a lot of different long-term prayer requests in me. Other ones that I pray for, um, I have adopted daughter um, who I've I think I shared just has a lot of different challenges, and I I pray for her that God would heal the trauma from uh, the first year of her life, from the being bounced around, from the different things that she had to struggle with at birth, from any any kind of um, challenges inherited by the family, and it reminds me to pray for her family that 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 she 
biologically came from, um, that the Lord would move and bless in their life. For my oldest daughter, I pray through um, God's healing for the pain and heartache that she's had in her life, for the different losses that she had. She lost a mother um, when she was three years old. She's had different foster kids come in and out of her life. We've moved. And so I I just pray that God would um, bless and and just heal those things. Um, For my kids, I pray that God would surround them with good friends that they would um, be good friends, but also that God would put the right people in their lives to spur them to Jesus and not lead them in a, in a dark path. And I'll tell you what, being being a youth pastor, I have seen this, how vital it is, where if you get a group of kids together who have a heart for Jesus, it just kind of multiplies their desire and their effort. Things that might look exceptional in one kid start to become the norm for the group. So uh, just this is some of the basic things on my list. You know, included in here, I have things for current schoolwork, for um, their spiritual life. There's a bunch of different things. I just wanted to give you some different examples, and your list would be unique and different. Um, And then the third thing is I found a helpful piece of technology for me that helps. So first off, I set aside time. Second, I thought through a list for each child. And by the way, when when I do this, I pray one of these sayings each day. Uh, it's not that I pray through this whole list. I pray one of these long-term prayer requests each day for my kids. But if I'm consistent in my prayer life, then basically every week I'm getting through the entire list at least one time. And, you know, I'm taking the long game on this. So I think, you know, it's not just I'm praying this one time. It's not just I'm praying this one time a week, but I'm praying this for years and years and years and while I'm praying that, my eyes and ears are open to, to shepherd them towards these things. So then finally, like I said, I found a helpful piece of technology. Um, so we live in the smartphone digital age, and uh, I think sometimes we get overwhelmed by apps that are supposed to be helpful and are not. Um, but I will tell you, there's this one specific one, and it's free, that has absolutely revolutionized my prayer life. It's called PrayerMate. And if you go to letsparentonpurpose.com and you read the uh, blog associated with this this uh, particular subject, I have a link to Paramate in there, or you could just go to your phone. I know definitely on iTunes, the iTunes store, you can just type in Paramate um, or look it up. Paramate, Paramate, Paramate. Um, it has, again, changed my prayer life. Uh, the way it works is you go in and you set up the different categories of what you want to pray for, and then you add individual prayer requests in each of these categories. And then you set a number of how many of these things do you want to pray for each day, and you get a list of them. Um, so for me, now I have uh, in my morning prayer time as I walk some personal prayers for uh, myself and the Lord and my spiritual walk, um, a specific prayer for my wife each day, a specific prayer for my kids each day. I have a set of neighbors that rotate on the list. I pray for my church. And then the, just the prayer requests circle out into the broader and broader world. Friends that I have that are missionaries around the country, um, praying for different countries in the world. And PrayerMate has really helped me discipline. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons that it has is um, because when I've made prayer lists before, just on notebook paper... I think I get overwhelmed by the size of the list um, because I remember more and more things to pray for. And so because the list is so big, I don't want to pray for any one of them. Um, or I just pray for one or two and then get discouraged. But but with PrayerMate, where the prayer requests just come one at a time, and I pray for that, and then I slide to the next one, and I pray for that, and I slide to the next one, 
I'm never overwhelmed by the whole list. I'm just focused on that one. So again, it may not be helpful for you, um, but it was extremely helpful for me. Whatever is helpful for you, I just challenge you, come up with some kind of system for long-term, big-picture prayer for the people in your life. Um, And if you do that, basically what you've also done is you've set aside a good time to just pray each day. So again, for me, it works early in the morning. Some of you, if you have a long commute to work, maybe that's the time that you can do it. Some of you are night owls, and so that's your best time. I just find one of those times that's your best time to be with God, one of those times that's the least likely to be held hostage by something else, and let prayer be the heavy work. And, and I think that just remember that, like, we're going to work hard, we're going to push hard in our kids' lives, but, but the real work happens in the spiritual realm, and prayer is the heavy lifting. So the more I pray about something, I feel like sometimes the less physical work I have to do. And guys, that's really all that I have to share with you today. Um, I would love to hear from you if you have a good system or if there are specific prayers that you have prayed for your kids that are helpful, that you would uh, share those with us. And um, again, through collaboration, even in prayer life, we can do a better job of parenting, a better job of building awesome kids that are uh, a blessing to Jesus and the world. And speaking of sharing stuff, just uh, one quick personal challenge. If this is helpful to you, Think of one person that you can share it with um, that maybe will just expand their encouragement and uh, sharpening of their toolbox to be a parent. Uh, if you just share with one person, uh, that could be a real big ministry. You never know. This, this stuff might change their life. It just might hit them at the right perfect time to change their life. So that's it for today. Hope again it's helpful for you. It's only helpful if you actually try to put it into practice. This has been Let's Parent on Purpose. It's a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. If you live on the Treasure Coast, would love to have you guys come join us for a service. If you don't have a church family, 9.30 in the morning and 11 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. Uh, This has been Jay Holland for Let's Parent on Purpose. You can find out this stuff in written form as well and check out past archives of podcasts and blogs at www.letsparentonpurpose.com parentonpurpose.com. Beyond that, I want to say thank you so much for listening today. Um, God loves you and don't give up. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So we'll talk to you soon.